Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. It is Monday, June 8th. Thank you for someone who wrote in who said I need to timestamp it and also give you the date. It is time to take a deep breath, start your work week, and hopefully allow us to walk with you through this crazy time and answer any questions you might have. So if you've got a financial question, send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com. That's what Larry did. And his subject is asset allocation. Okay. Larry says, I've been retired for three years. I collect a monthly pension, no significant debt. I've got an account with Vanguard, which is worth about $1.4 million. Woo! That's a nice number. Roth IRA, 880,000. Emergency fund, 130 grand in cash. My asset allocation is about 60 to 65% stocks, 35% bonds. Question. Because of the COVID-19 nightmare, tremors in the stock market, and as a retiree, I wanted to back off the equities. I want to change the asset allocation to 20 to 25% in equities, the remainder in the brokerage, 50-50. Similarly, in my Roth, I want to change my allocation. Is my proposed asset allocation too conservative? Okay, let's think about this. If you have a monthly pension, and that monthly pension covers your needs, your your actual income needs, then you don't have to go too crazy in terms of making big changes. But if you are now in this mode of, I don't want to go through that again, that I understand. But you must, must, must make a pinky swear with yourself not to mess around with this once you actually change the allocation. Okay. So first of all, that brokerage account probably has embedded taxes. Mark and I were just talking about this, about what do you do if you've got a bunch of taxes in a taxable account, but you want to change your allocation. You swallow hard and you pay the tax. That's what you do. I think that if you want to manage this and you want to change the allocation, you're probably fine going 50-50. If you want to keep a little extra money in cash in that brokerage account, that's fine. But be very aware of the tax liability you are about to create. Sometimes there is art and sometimes there is science when you look at a portfolio. When it comes to tax loss harvesting and tax selling, it is absolutely more art than science. So let's be careful with that, okay? Uh, Terry writes, Hi, Jill and Mark. Thank you both for your hard work keeping the show going. I so appreciate that your advice is applicable to a wide range of people from novices to people buried in debt to people further along towards their financial goals. I like your direct no-nonsense approach. I'm wondering if you think it would be a good idea to draw money from my home equity line of credit as a way to increase emergency cash on hand. I'm currently working, but making half of my usual salary. It's very unlikely that I'll lose my job, but I'm not sure when my income will return to normal. I'm still able to pay all my bills and contribute to my 401k. I haven't had to dip into the emergency savings. I have emergency savings to cover four months of expenses. I know you recommend six, so should I draw from the HELOC to get to that number? The interest rate is 4.75%. I don't really like that plan. I don't want to pay interest for this. What I'd like you to do is if you're paying all your bills and you're still contributing to your 401k, that's wonderful. I might pull back on my 401k contribution a little bit. I know that's 
quite odd. I, I often do not give this kind of advice. But in this case, what I would say is it's more important that you build up your emergency reserve fund than have as much money going into your 401k. Don't pull the home equity line of credit. And also do go to the website, Jill on Money, because uh, Mark will have posted this article that I just wrote, my Tribune article, which talks a lot about the beauty of cash and why people should have more cash. Check that out. Just go to jillonmoney.com. Uh, Dawn says, thanks for the podcast. It's helpful. I just started listening. I've only heard you mention index funds. I like index funds and ETFs. What's your take on exchange traded funds? Eh, exchange traded funds are fine. They trade like stocks intraday. It is, um, fine to use either one, just, you know, use the index version of an exchange traded fund, not the weird permutations of other ones that were created afterwards. Okay, this is from Dolores, who took a voluntary layoff from her employer, and the employer provides a pension. Okay, so here's the question. I cannot have a beneficiary. I'm not married. So if something were to happen to me, the pension goes back to the company um, or to the pension fund. So there's this whole question. She She's 67. It's $535,000. So here's the deal. If you have no one named as a beneficiary on a pension plan and you die the day after you take it for your life, then it does go back into the pool. So what I would do is you can choose a 10-year period certain where you can name a beneficiary. If you die within the 10 years, the beneficiary gets it. And I like that. Now, the other option is that you can roll it into an IRA, which is a direct rollover. It's a smart decision, but usually um, this has a lot more to do with like what is your cash flow and how you feel about managing your own money. So the question really is, should you take a pension benefit or the lump sum? And generally speaking, if you've got a company that's a large company that has a well-funded pension, that can be really nice to have a monthly income. And if that, in addition to your social security, completely pays your bills, maybe it's something to consider. But I'd have to know more about the rest of your life, okay? This is from John. I have a house that's worth about a half a million dollars and about 425 grand in a 401k, but I need more storage for cars. Should I buy an additional shop at around $80,000 to store cars? He's got 10 collector cars. I don't even know how to answer this. Can't you just rent car spaces? I don't know what to say to this. Mark, what's the answer? All right, here's the deal. We don't really know. I think that, you know, should you buy an actual shop for storing cars? Can't you just buy like garage space or can't you just store it someplace? Can't you get some rent space? I'd hate for you to buy it. You know, again, you don't have that much money. I don't know what else is going on, but here's what we expect from you, John. Pictures. We want to see the cars. Okay. We are both very, Mark and I are very boring car people. Oh, Mark says the spin bikes are more impressive than our cars. I like that. Very good. True enough. All right. That's it. That's for today. That's your Monday. Thank you very much for listening. If you have a question, send us an email. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Share this, please, with uh, someone who needs some financial help, and we would really much appreciate that. And we'd also love it if you could potentially, potentially just uh, give us a little rating. You can go to Apple and do that and give us a rating and a review. It's very helpful. I don't know why Mark says it is. That said, wash your hands, wear your mask, maintain your social distance. Don't be reallocating your portfolio just because markets are moving around. Have a game plan. 
stick to that game plan. And if you're worried about your game plan, just get in touch with us. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.